Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. TDN fantasy listeners, do you want to win some money in weekly fantasy sports this year? Well, check out our friends over at Owner's Box. You can join their latest contest for free by using the code DREW9. That is DREW9, as in Drew Brees. And you can win some money today. We've talked in the show about how much money I was able to win in their week one contest. You can join in on the fun now. Win some money of your own by going on ownersbox.com or downloading the Owner's Box app on your device. Make sure you join and get your lineups in today. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Uh, No Chris Schubert today. It's myself and Jake Arians here to talk about a wild, wild week of NFL action across the board. Not the, not a banner day for kickers, Jake. We might not talk about that, but for the rest of the, but some wild no, finishes. De- across de- the league. Definitely not. Definitely not. It was, that was, I mean, the Cincinnati green Bay game alone was enough to make you just go. I hate kickers all the way around, but Oh my God. It is, that was, that was something. And then all the missed extra points we got today. It just, it was, it was craziness across the board, but before we get into all the games, I want to give a shout out to our friends over on Bet Online. Uh, you can join, you can bet on the NFL, you can bet on Major League Baseball, you can bet on everything that's going on right now in the sports world by going to betonline.ag. You sign up now, you can get a 50% welcome bonus up to $1,000. Uh, they also have a few other offers available to you a 5% Bitcoin boost bonus, a $25 risk free props wager, and a $25 live betting free play all over on bet online. So make sure you check them out to bet on the NFL. Uh, the Bucks are playing on Thursday night football, quick turnaround this coming week. Obviously the MLB playoffs are in full swing. We're only a couple days away from the start of the NHL season. So there's plenty of things to bet on over on bet online. So sign up and go over there today. All right, let's get right into it with the first game of the day. The early game. I started my day here at 8 30 AM central time, turning on the jets and the Falcons game. Jets show some late life after they look completely listless in that first half over there. Uh, no real remarkable game from anybody on the Jets side, although we're starting to see a little bit more of Michael Carter. On the Falcons side, Cordell Patterson continues to be extremely fantasy relevant. He's used constantly to the point that you have brought up on the show a couple weeks ago. And maybe the, the biggest headline here is that Kyle Pitts finally has that breakout game we've been waiting for. Absolute monster. Nine for 119, a touchdown. No Ridley, no Gage. So it was Kyle Pitts who ends up having a ton of success in this matchup. Do you think that's going to continue going forward, Jake? I do. I mean, they have to be able to get him involved. He, he kind of broke out a little bit, had a decent first half against the Bucs, and then didn't follow it up. Really have the breakout game. It was kind of like forced his hand. A lot of people thought Zacchaeus was going to step up and do something, didn't really do anything with three for, what, three for 30 or two for 20. Uh, but Patterson, man, and Mike Davis is still kind of hanging around, being fantasy relevant for you. But my God, Patterson has been – a monster catching it, running it, returning kicks, throwing passes. Like the dude has kind of been the Swiss army knife for a long time, but he looks like he's had this rejuvenation in Atlanta. Yeah. We haven't seen this. We've seen spurts of this. We've seen a couple of weeks here and there of it. We've not seen this sustained level of play for Cordero Patterson, sustained level of usage, but I'm glad you brought up Mike Davis as well. I know a lot of people were kind of disappointed with him so far. He's been better than I think people think like he was hanging around RB 30 coming into the week. You know, he has what here, 11.3 doing this, you know, 12, 13. So he has about a 14-ish point game here. You know, he's been two fairly solid. He's, yeah, he's like catches. He's going to get you – he's in that flex conversation. Uh, I, I mean, I know you were drafting him as, as a low-end RB2, at least if that's what you were going off of our rankings. But he hasn't been as terrible as I think a lot of people would laugh you believe. Uh, let's move on to the Saints and the Washington football team. Got the full Jameis Winston experience again in this matchup. Uh, just mind-numbing pick, uh, crazy deep balls. Ends up finishing, only completing 50% of his passes, but for 279, four touchdowns and interception. 
Alvin Kamara had a big game. Marquez Callaway caught two long, uh, two touchdowns, including a long one. Deontay Harris had a 72-yard touchdown for his only catch. Uh, let's talk about them first before we get into Washington, because on a week-to-week basis, I have no idea what Saints team is showing up any given That's Sunday. because that is the Jameis Winston experience. I'm having PTSD from two years ago watching this team. Interception, touchdown. Fumble, touchdown. You're never going to be more than eight and eight because you can't get anything consistent from that position. At least some other guys stepped up, but this was 100 percent on Washington blowing this game. Jamie, how's this defense is bad? You're talking about I, see, everybody I don't get it. in top five, right? They suck. They're like 29th they, in the league. So they were so good last year, and on paper they got better this offseason. Yeah, like that's the weird thing. I I I don't know what what is happening and it's a constant it's every single week and they're not just having bad games they're getting their doors blown off yeah, like it point. is it's scary like I, I don't know because there's this team even whether they had Fitzpatrick whether they have Heineke whether they have Kyle Allen whether they have whatever you know it, it, this team was predicated on suffocating defense that generates turnovers and sacks and they can't even they're not they can't even worry about generating turnovers and sacks because they can't stop anybody like the Chase Young got his like first sack of the it's season. Not like you, you can't run on it and you throw on them. Like you're running it down their throat. You're hitting play action. Yeah. You're throwing it all over them. I mean, crazy interesting stat line for them offensively today, too. Like Antonio Gibson's questionable, comes in with 20 carries for 60 yards and two touchdowns. And the Saints have always had it. They, they, for a while now, three or four years, have a good rush defense. Your boy McKissick was like non existent. No, one two carries in this for, game. Two carries for negative one. one and one for eight. Like, how did they not yeah. use him more than that? It, 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 I was surprised considering, you know, you would think when you hear the term, uh, was it stress fracture or whatever, yeah. Yeah, like stress fracture, stress fracture in your shin, shin. you would think maybe you're going to limit the workload a little bit, but they, clearly they didn't do that. And, and look, three yards of carry against the Saints defense is kind of what we've seen. Like this is, I mean, aside from the Bucs, the Saints are the other team that you really just don't run against over these last couple of years. Gets in the end zone twice. We asked a really good fantasy day, but uh, this was obviously the worst game we've seen Taylor Heineke play. We didn't get anything really from Terry McLaurin in this four for 46 is nothing special. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones got used a lot in, in place of Logan Thomas. It's something to pay attention to. He got eight targets catching five for 41 had a uh, was targeted a few times in the red zone as well. I think he had a, a pass knocked away from him in the red or in the end zone. So if you're bargain bin hunting for tight end, keep an eye on him because Heineke went to him early and often. Yeah, Curtis Samuel was a thing, but he still doesn't look healthy. Like he's, he's no, out he doesn't there, look healthy. And it lo- he looks like a guy that missed all of training camp. Like he yeah. looks like somebody went to a new team and doesn't really, I mean, I know he had a little bit, I think there's a little bit of tether connection with Rivera, but he looks like a guy that's missed. Yet. Yeah. I think he gets his feet under him. He could be okay here in another, another few weeks. But I'm also not starting him yet either. So, I mean, no, keep no. tethering him to your bench until you yeah. see something otherwise. Well, let's talk about the, uh, the field goal fest that was the Packers Bengals game. Uh, it was one of just one of the weirder games. Uh, Devontae Adams continues to prove that health is the only thing that prevents him from being talked about like the like one of the best players in football. Uh, I I've, I said this on the show before. If he had played 16 game seasons each the last couple of years, people would talk about him like they talk about Tyreek Hill, like they talk about Derrick Henry, like they talk about some of these talents. He misses a couple games, so he doesn't. You know, everybody knows he's good, but they don't realize how dominant he is when he plays because his gap on a per game basis from him to wide receiver two over these last few years is eerily similar to Christian McCaffrey to run to a running back to like, he is that player at that position at a position that's much deeper. They could not Cincinnati's defense played fairly well in this game, except for whenever the ball went to Devontae Adams, they could not stop him. Caught hey, 11. Man, I almost want to put him in a Megatron category. He's not that six, five, four, three giant monster guy, but he's just as uncoverable. Everybody tries to double him. You just can't. You understand why he didn't want to sign his contract. He wants to play with Aaron Rodgers. Like that chemistry that they have is spectacular. I mean, interesting stat line. AJ Dillon is second on the team in receptions. That one. Yeah, they've been that, using him a little make bit you scratch more. Your head, and then he got eight carries. Yeah. yeah, had a nice little touchdown grab in that game as well. And it, it's interesting. It's just I watch this Packers team, and if Devontae Adams suffers an injury this year, and, and he's been known to miss a game or two. It's like, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at these receivers. I mean, Randall Cobb does nothing in this game. Lazard and Scantling have been nothing all season. I mean, they don't have, like, Robert Tunyon's been nothing all season, as we kind of warned you that might be the case. It's they have Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and Aaron and A.J. Dillon, and that's it. 
Like that is yeah. this team on a consistent basis. And by the way, it's very much Devontae Adams. So you'll be loving that. On the Bengals side, another another big game for Jamar Chase, who just is is, is going to catch a long touchdown every single week. Uh, gets six for one fifty nine and a touchdown. Uh, Joe Mixon, who I thought wasn't going to play this week, ends up getting you know a fairly significant amount of work. He got eleven touches in this game. Didn't look great with a lot of them, but he does get in the end zone. Samaje P. Ryan caught, caught a touchdown, gets eleven carries for fifty nine yards. Uh, I believe this is the fifth consecutive multi-touchdown game for Joe Burrow, who is currently right now being checked out for a throat contusion. They had to take him to the hospital after the game. But uh, I like what they're doing, is, man. I mean, they I ran do for too, 100 like, yards as a team again, play action off of that. They're not putting a ton of pressure on Joey B. They're playing really good defense. So, like, they're, they're saving that knee. Because if you watch him warm up without pads on, it doesn't look healthy yet. Like I'm shocked he's out there playing at this level with that giant brace, but I like the way that they're playing. It's very complimentary football. They're going to, they're going to mess around and beat some people. Yeah. And look, they, they lost this game, but I am a bigger believer that the Bengals are going to be at least in the wild card conversation today than I was coming in. Like I, oh, yeah. I know they lost, they had their opportunities to win this game. Packers had their opportunities to win this game. And they both tried to see who could lose this game first. But uh, to me, I, I, the Bengals look legit in terms of like, seven seed type of legit, you know, yeah, I, don't, I don't think they're going to win their division. They're not going to be a Super Bowl contender, but in terms of competing to be a seven seed in the AFC, they have to be in that conversation. Team you don't want to play. Absolutely. Especially later in the year, especially in Cincinnati. So yeah. that's going to be a very intriguing team. Uh, next up, the lions, just another heartbreaking loss. Uh, they, they come back. They look like they're going to win this game. They score with 37 seconds left. They go for two to take the lead. They take it, and they still end up losing this game on a last-second field goal. First time in NFL history, 250-plus-yard field goals with no time left on the clock a team has lost. like that. And Dan Campbell, who I, I, I made fun of a lot with the press conference, but I love the intensity. Dude, I want to go play for him. Yeah. You know he's a man's man, tough-ass dude. I'm fully on board with a grown man crying. But him crying in a press conference, real tears. I wanted to run through a damn brick wall after watching it. This team sucks, and they're playing their ass off, Jamie. Like, they got nobody I even want to talk about other than DeAndre Swift. And they're in every game. And that's the thing for me. I actually uh, – this was one of my bold bets this week was I thought I took Detroit on the money line. I, I saw really thought tweet. they would have a chance. Uh one of the hallmarks for me of trying to, when you're on the outside looking in, you're not in the room, you're not in meetings, of trying to evaluate how a coaching staff is doing, is does the team play above their talent level on paper? Like, it, are, are you adding something to it? Are you, are, is the sum of the parts great, or, or you know, is the, the sum greater than the individual parts? They might not have a win right now, but I've been impressed by the way the Lions have played given their complete lack of talent. Like, they, they are. I think both the Lions and the Texans, so David Culley and Dan Campbell, two guys that were much maligned when they were hired, have taken two teams that have almost no talent and have them competitive week in and week out, and that is not an easy task. And so I am very much impressed with that. DeAndre Swift continues to be really strong here. Uh, the only other name to watch is Amon Ross St. Brown, the rookie. It's back-to-back really Coming strong on. weeks for him. They got him involved here, eight targets, seven for 65. So definitely something to kind of keep an eye on because – uh, another 35 pass attempts for Jared Goff. So he's just under 40 attempts per game through five games. There's going to be fantasy value on the Lions just because of the volume alone. Here's a question um, for you. Go if for you're it. Minnesota, do you seriously contemplate moving Dalvin Cook and giving Alexander Madison a tenth of what you're paying him? Yeah. I mean, it's it's I, worth it. I, I just, two weeks ago, you go, but hey, they oh, that's crazy. Yeah. But like this dude fills in mini beast mode as a stud. He was a monster yeah, again today. Yeah, a monster game for him, 113 yards on the ground. He also catches seven passes for 40 yards and a touchdown. Look, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it this year because now you're trading him coming off of injury, and I have to take a look at the contract situation, and they probably won't. But I, I, this is I just threw it out there because it would make backs. you go, wow. I'm, I mean, it's one of those things you talk about a front office perspective, first-round running backs – paying running backs big money like Tony Pollard looks better than Zeke even though Zeke's playing really well every time Tony plays he looks more explosive but he's making literally a tenth well and that's the key of like this is why you don't pay running backs yeah. I mean that, that it, that's why like, you, you pay them through the first contract but that's why you don't give out second contracts like this this is the downfall because even as good as you are and, and look Dalvin Cook is a better running back than Alexander Madison but he is not a better running back per dollar he might be the better he might be the best back in the league 
Yes. When, when healthy, but, like he's in that conversation, but, but per still dollar, is it worth not having somebody different show, different time. But I just wanted to throw that out there. Like this dude has been a monster when he fills in Justin Jefferson yeah. does his thing again. Kirk cousins, sneakily, my favorite word playing really well. And this team is not bad. Watch out for this team. Like they kicked the field goal and win in, in Arizona. They've been in every game. I mean, they could easily yeah. won the Cincinnati game and you flip the script on their record. They could be looking at four and one easily. I still have concerns about their defense, but this is a, this is not a pushover team. Uh, no. And by the way, the NFC North always plays each other tough. Like this, yeah. the, this division is always close for, for these games. Uh, so I, I wasn't surprised. I thought the lions would keep it close here and they do. Uh, next up, the Denver Broncos and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers come away with a victory here. Teddy Bridgewater clears concussion protocol, starts this game. Has another pretty decent outing, but wasn't quite enough. Uh, you know, Cortland Sutton had a big game, 7 for 120 and a touchdown. Tim Patrick had a, had a big game as well, 7 for 89, continues to be heavily involved. On the Steelers' side, it was really interesting. They decided to lean correctly on Najee Harris on the ground. Gets 23 carries in this game for over 100 yards and a touchdown. Chase Claypool has a big game. Uh, Deontay Johnson catches a 50-yard touchdown. Was I think got one more target the rest of the way, but yeah. uh, the 50-yard touchdown was enough to have a really good day there. Juju leaves with an injury. Uh, you know, it's I don't know. I can't figure out either one of these teams because I look at Denver and you love you like what they're doing on defense for the most part, but they had three cupcakes to open the season, so you don't really know where they, they fall there. Now they've lost two in a row. The Steelers on any given week can beat anybody and then any given week can lose to anybody. And they're sitting there at two and three. What is your takeaway from this game? Steelers playing at home. I mean, look, if there was a bet on does Ben Roethlisberger do something in this game to shut everybody up, I'd have said, hell yes. Because you're talking about one of the most competitive dudes ever. Is he playing good? No, he's done. He's old. He's going to ride this year out and finish up as a Hall of Famer that he is. But, I mean, that first toss, 50 yards of Deontay Johnson to start the game, and you're like, okay, here go the Steelers, and you give that defense a lead. I agree with you. I think Denver's a better team. I think if we're playing in Denver, I'd have easily said I think Denver wins this game, especially if, if Teddy had a week of practice, which he didn't. And this Denver team is sustaining too many injuries. Like yeah. Tim Patrick was their five. He's now their two who's playing really well. But that's not the same offense that they wanted to run. And that defense, Pastor Tan looks like a freaking stud. Uh, but the Steelers team's going to hang around. I liked what they did. I mean, the challenge offensive line, Najee Harris got 23 carries. To me, that's the takeaway of the day. It's not the 12 or 13 he's been getting. They gave it to him 23 times. He's going to produce, even with that bad offensive line. Yeah, and he's been really solid. And again, I'd like to see him winning in these different ways. Like, he has completely lived up to the massive hype that he's had coming into the league. Uh, the Titans and the Jaguars, the Titans don't have back-to-back embarrassing losses here. That would have been tough to lose to the Jets and Jaguars in back-to-back weeks. Uh, Derek Henry gets in the end zone three times, 130 yards, uh, I 29 just, carries again. It just, it, and just a monster, like it, just an absolute stud that uh, wasn't involved in the passing game for the first time here. AJ Brown comes back. Wasn't really used a ton. Got six targets, caught three of them for 38. He's still been slow out of the gates. I know he's still banged up, not hundred percent yet, but you know, again, we're, we're all the way here. We're starting to get to mid October now. And he hasn't really had a good, really good game yet for where you've drafted him on the Jaguar side monster game for James Robinson, who looks every bit as good over these last few weeks as he did last season. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looks like the game's slowing down for him a little bit, starting to settle in a bit Except more for the quarterback sneak, apparently because these quarterbacks yeah. that are coming out now have never been under center before. So they don't know how Which to take is interesting. Freaking... He said crazy. after the game, he said after the game, he's comfortable with it. Urban said he's not. And that's why he didn't call it. So they both, they counteracted each other. Urban liar for no reason. But like, come on, man. Like I get that you've never been under center, but that's, is that not crazy to me? It is. I mean, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, some of the greatest quarterback sneak guys ever can't run a six flat 40, but they know the nuance of going under center, when to take it, when to let the offensive line move. These young guys know how to go under center now because they barely practice it, but they don't know the little nuance of which gap to slide in that kind of stuff. I get that. He, but he's six, six, two freaking 30 or whatever. Yeah. You, you don't practice this at all? Like, yeah, just a little bit? Even you don't practice defense? anymore because the quarterback never gets hit. That's yeah, true. Well, just just, just practice it without, without defense. Just get him used to the muscle memory of take the snap and go. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's But Dan Arnold's the only guy that on the receiving side that had any sort of uh, significant game. Lavisca Schnall got one target for the most part of this game, caught a 58-yard pass. That was it. Got three targets in total. All, one catch early from Marvin Jones, nothing there. 
Uh, it was really a, a fairly barren fantasy game for anybody that wasn't a running back, but obviously Henry and James Robinson were both huge guys for you. Can we just say the Jaguars suck? Like the Jaguars have they're, they're so bad. much more talent than the Texans and the Lions. Yes. But they are play, they're playing the polar opposite. They have all these young stars that they can't get to play hard. They're the polar opposite of those two teams because the Jaguars have a buttload of talent. Like they, yes. it's, it's everywhere, even on the defensive side of the ball. And the Titans defense flat out sucks. Like it's, if they play it, if they played the Bucks, I'm I'm betting the Bucks to win by 40 because they're gonna the only team that can really stay, they're, they're, even the Saints, they're gonna stop the run and then light them up because that defense is god awful. Yeah, it is it is beyond brutal right now. And the Titans, they they're gonna probably win that division by default, but I don't expect them to, to be in the playoffs much longer than 60 minutes of football action. But we'll we'll see them. Uh, hopefully we'll see them earlier in the week. Uh, Eagles and Panthers, a little bit of a surprising result for some. This was a, a pretty epic choke job here by Carolina. Uh, the Lusters look, coming off of Sam Darnold just a little bit more. Three-pick game here. That's five over his last two games. Uh, Chuba Hubbard looked pretty good here uh, after kind of a slow start last week. Uh, 24 carries, 101 yards on the ground, catches five passes. What I tell you, you more more. game. I told you yeah, this offseason. Something happens you to Christian McCaffrey. This dude was a first-round yep. pick. If he came out the year before and he had the injuries his last year at Oklahoma State, he's a stud. I mean, he's not yeah, Christian he, McCaffrey, but he's a damn no, stud. No, but nobody is. But you, you, but you had him as a sleeper even before he went to Carolina. Like as a guy yeah, to kind of watch. Way before so, whoever got him in the draft. He looks good. We'll see if Christian like they teased McCaffrey was going to maybe play this week. Uh, we'll see if he ends up playing a week from now. Uh, DJ Moore. How the hell you get a punt blocked with four minutes to go in a game? <sighs> I. I they're well coached, man. I like what Matt Rule's doing. I, I really like a lot of the stuff that's going on there. They're a young team. They're building it. How the hell you get a punt block with four minutes to go? I, I, it was. I mean, I'm glad I, they I, did. I, they're in the Bucks division, but like, come on, yeah, man. Like, I, I, by the way, I, I wasn't sure. Did the Eagles block it or did he punt it into the back of his guy's head? Because I think no, that, he was punted the in, oh, that, that was the Texans. That was the God awful shotgun fake punt. I'm going to go under oh, center. Oh, that's right. Because they did all this weird stuff. He punted it into the dude. He punted into his personal protector's head. By the way, we, we, we saw the best punt and the worst punt of the season in the same week between yes, uh, the Dixon stuff with Seattle and the double, the double kick. That and one then still punting, blows my mind. And then punting into the back of your guy's head. Uh, just weirdness there. Teams should not get that creative with it. Uh, on the Eagles side of things, Jalen Hurts wasn't great here, uh, but he gets two rushing touchdowns. So like this is the point I've been making to Chris. You don't have to be a great passer to be a great fantasy quarterback. And that's exactly what the story's been here. Right. Uh, Devonta Smith still looks, I mean, had a fumble in this game, had some struggles early, but seven for 77 wasn't terrible. He's a stud. Even with, even yeah. with this quarterback situation, he's a stud. How about this crazy ass stat line? Miles Sanders, five catches for six yards. Yeah. That's like, tough what, to do. What are they doing with Miles Sanders? He's a stud. Nothing. They're doing nothing with him. He gets four yards of carry something. every game, but he gets like 10 carries. They, they should. He's the guy that I wonder if gets traded. Like if you try, if, if there's a team that loves, because there was a report that came out last week that there are a few teams that really love the talent. They don't think he's being used to the fullest extent in Philly. That's a guy that you're not going anywhere, Philadelphia. You don't need to pay a, pay a, his second contract whenever that comes no. up soon. Like just make that move. I would love to see that because he's completely fantasy irrelevant right now. Like you can't start Miles Sanders, even as bad as the running backs have been. But Devonta Smith, good game. He also had a touchdown called back as well. I mean, again, they don't count. There's no more victories, but he's heavily involved in this offense and he looks really good. Uh, let's get into the game. I'm sure that Jake is excited to talk about the Miami Dolphins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, that Tom Brady guy just still for a cool four eleven and five. So he didn't play the last eight minutes. I know. Uh, so that that uh, having him is like my QB four in the preseason's looking good so far. Uh, I, same thing with Antonio Brown, the monster game, seven for 124, two touchdowns. Mike Evans, six for 113, two touchdowns. Godwin, seven for 70. And oh, by the way, guess who is very fantasy relevant again? Leonard Fournette with back-to-back really, really strong games here. Uh, this Look this out was for him the, Thursday night. Yes, absolutely. By the way, his splits in Bucks wins versus Bucks losses is pretty significant in the terms yeah. of just the amount of rushing yards and when, when they get up and they lean on him, he has really big games, and he's very involved right now. And um, yeah, Gio Bernard comes back, gets in the end zone as well. And on the Miami side, before we talk about the Bucks, there's really only one player to talk about, and is the random resurgence of Miles Gaskin after Against the Bucks. Horrible, horrible, I mean, 5 yeah. for 25, but he was a beast in the passing game. 10 catches for 74 yards and two touchdowns, caught all 10 of his targets after being completely almost invisible for the first month of the season. Uh, no Devontae Parker in this game. Really nobody else. I mean, Preston Williams had a big first quarter. 
Jacecki got four for 43. Jalen Waddell did not have a good game here. Uh, Jacoby Brissett fought, and he's been Put hanging some around. respect on Jacoby Brissett's name, man. The dude yeah. is more than a game manager. He's tough as freaking nails. If you watch him play this game, he freaking literally gets carted to the locker room, gets carted back from the locker room, and goes in and plays the next play and doesn't miss a play with a hamstring. Yep. He played his butt off, man. Like, they hit him all day. They couldn't take him down. I think they had three or four sacks. They could have had ten. Like, I yeah, was he's, really he's impressed. He dude. played good. Yeah, he's a big dude. I think people have a misconception about him because of how much he's moved around at times that he's not like, he's a big guy. Big guy. Like he's a, he's a punishing play. He's a tough guy to tackle, but they couldn't keep up with this Bucks offense, uh, which is really just absolutely dominant in this game. And uh, I, do you have anything else you want to add other than the great players were great? I mean, I think at this point, yeah, I mean, a little bit, I expect. like the trend that I'm seeing. I saw it in new England. The Bucks are running the ball better. They don't have to. I mean, they threw it like nine straight times in this game. They still ran it 25 times for 121 yards as a team. And I think Lenny is better as being the guy. And you started like today look like playoff Lenny. He was good. He was pretty good in New England too. But like OJ Howard, three targets. Geo, like getting down to the bottom of this list. Chris Goblin with 11 targets. Like don't worry if you got any of those guys. They're all good. They're all yeah. going to be studs. But I like what I saw. I mean, 451 yards pass, 452 yards passing, 121 yards rushing against a damn good defense. Yes. Like, yes. I, I Against, think it really hurt Miami that they really played New England the week yeah. before because Tom got to see it two weeks in a row. And Miami blitzes a lot more than New England does. But, yeah. And that's without Gronk. Yeah. And who has been huge for them in the red zone, and we'll see when he comes back. But it's uh, spreading the ball around. And Gio Bernard, now that he's back, has been has been very relevant two weeks ago and, one, and catches a touchdown on a little choice route there. Today. Oh, and Blaine Gabbert, three for three for 41 yards. The Buccaneers that, have never lost a game where Blaine Gabbert plays, apparently, is the stat that I saw floating around is, on Twitter. That is fascinating. Just what you gotta do is just put him in, take the first snap, and then exactly. just move. And at that and point, go, you're done. Didn't it goes just score your average, your average thirty-one with Tom. What's it's like the McVeigh thing, like you know, just like, as long as he's up by halftime, the game's over, type of yep. a thing. Um, so let's move on to the last of the early games here: the Patriots and the Texans. And the Texans gave the Patriots one hell of a scare for most of this game. Uh, Davis Mills, out of nowhere, coming off of what I thought was a absolutely dreadful performance that was maybe worthy of never playing again this season. Has a really has a has the game as strong as the stat line looks? Like he was every bit as good. Twenty one for twenty nine, three hundred twelve yards, three touchdowns. Was carving up New England's defense, particularly in the first half of this game. Uh, Chris Moore, of all people, coming out of uh, the old Raven, five for one hundred nine, a touchdown. Chris Conley catches a long touchdown. David Johnson gets a little bit more involved in the passing Finally. game here. And on the Patriots side, they cannot find a running back that's not going to try to fumble the game away. They just, they just, it's not possible. Uh, Damian Harris basically got benched, or excuse me, uh, had a chest injury uh, after fumbling the football, uh, but it has 58 yards and a touchdown. He got his touchdown, so he was fantasy relevant this time. Hunter Henry is the tight end to own, as we've been that's saying for take, a couple that's weeks That's the takeaway. After watching them live a week ago and then today, Mac one, Mac Jones is really freaking good. Now that you say all you want about he's Tom Brady in that offense, they dink and dunk. That's what they do. And they have zero. When I say zero offensive weapons, Jacoby Myers is the only dude that can make the bucks practice squad and their entire receiving core. I'm be, I mean that dead. I'm not being derogatory. I'm being dead serious on how bad their roster is, but Hunter Henry healthy has chemistry with Mac Jones. Like that's, that's the dude that you want in that offense. Jacoby Myers is going to be, he's going to get a bunch of targets. And they're going to have a bunch of possessions that they're going to get out of Max hands, but they, they, they don't have a lot on this offense. I was really impressed with Davis Mills because this, this Patriots defense is pretty damn good. And you, yeah, you that was a tough challenge Belichick for him to just scheming it up against a rookie. I thought would dominate. This kid was awesome. Also poor Jacoby Myers. Cause he gets, he gets tackled on the one yard line in this game. Do you know, like this is the wild stat with him. He has now, uh, I'm trying to see after today's game, how many targets he got 12 tar or how many targets did he get today? He got – this is – I promise you this is going to be worth the, worth the time. So, we had four catches. So, he had five targets today. Five targets. So, he has, in his career, 168 targets, zero touchdowns. What? He does not have a touchdown in his career. That, that's mind-blowing. For somebody that gets targeted that often. And so I've kind of been aware that he was coming into this game, 160 plus targets. And I think that's some record of like how many targets you could have to start your career without getting a touchdown. So he has 116 catches, 168 targets, zero touchdowns. And he gets tackled at like the two foot line in this game. And I'm like, oh man, like this dude just cannot 
score. But in PPR, he's still going to continue to be relevant. And that's really about it for the Patriots. Uh, just It's a fantasy wasteland for New England. But before we get into the afternoon games and the night game, I want to talk to you about Owner's Box. If you have not had a chance to t- check out our friends over there on Owner's Box yet, do so for week six. They have a ton of different contests. They'll have their 25K week six contest available to you. If you have not played yet, you can join for free. Get a free $10 entry by using the code Drew9, like the guy you see on TV all the time now on NBC, Drew Brees. Drew9 to get a a free $10 entry into their $25,000 week six contest. Uh, That is the Sunday only contest, but they do offer Thursday contests through Monday. So they open up the whole pool for you. You can play in these big tournaments. You can play head to head. You can do winner take alls. Uh, there's a lot of different options from you. You can enter games for as little as $1 for as much as $250, depending on whatever you are interested in. So check out our friends over there on owners box, ownersbox.com and by downloading the owners box app today. One of the, uh, I would just say not one of the, the most exciting game of the day for me was the slugfest between the Browns and the chargers here. 89 total points between these two teams, uh, total yards in this game. Over a thousand total yards in this matchup. It was an absolute show. Uh, the David and Joku breakout seven for 149 and a touchdown in this game. Donovan Peoples Jones gets used a lot. Uh, we'll take this one at a time because there's so many different fantasy things to talk about right now. So let's just talk about the Browns. The Browns put up 42 points, had 530 plus yards of total offense. Otto Beckham, two for 20. Zero turnovers and lost first time in NFL history, by the way. Yeah. Everything you just said, and then zero turnovers lost. Because he's not a thing. Yeah. Coming off a freaking injury. I'm telling you. He's coming off years of, of major injuries, and they had better players. And when they were when it was nut cutting time, he was nowhere to even be. There was no targets his way. He can't get open. Like Baker Mayfield was 23 of 32 for 305 and two touchdowns. Solid day. Fantasy relevant day. He looked like a junior high quarterback playing against Herbert. Yeah. Like Herbert's- it, these teams are pretty equal on paper, and watching them play, the difference was a elite superstar and Herbert, and a serviceable, pretty good dude that happened to be the first overall pick in Baker Mayfield. How many quarterback taking contracts out of the equation? How many quarterbacks in the NFL are you taking right now to start your franchise over Justin Herbert? I don't know if there's any, to be honest with you. I might take him over Mahomes. I might take him over Josh Allen. Like I think, but that that's the top of the conversation. And and to me, he's either one or two. Like, yeah, I mean, you're not talking about equation, Brady because he's 44 yeah. years old, but I might, I might still start there. Yeah, and go yeah. win a Super Bowl uh, so, and hang yeah, it up if you that. include for just one year, like type of a thing, like if you were to put them on the box type of scenario, then yeah, I think you put that in the equation, but it's like start a franchise. So you're not going to go with the 44 year old, even though who's better right now, year. Herbert and Mahomes this year. Well, don't this year's Herbert. Right? Past, no, 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 this year's Herbert. It's Herbert. And I don't have any, I don't have any hesitation about saying that this year. I think it might be. I mean, it's it's everything though. It's the size, the smarts, the intangibles, and I know we we're going to talk about the Browns, and I can't. I just jumped right in. Never mind. Yeah, freaking good. We'll get, we'll get back like, into it. The ball, like I love what Drew Brees said on Sunday Night Football tonight. He was watching them at practice against the Niners in training camp, and he's watching the quarterbacks compete at the end of practice. And he's like, it comes out of his hand different. The, the dude with the second most passing yards in the history of the NFL was like, this dude is different. He, he's unbelievable. Nick Chubb, big day. Kareem Hunt, big day. And Joku, like you said, Peoples Jones has like taken over for OBJ. Like that's where Baker wants to go with the ball. I mean, Jarvis Landry's not out there, of course. So it's like they got a hodgepodge of receivers. They played pretty good. I mean, the Browns team yeah. is really talented, but they're getting banged up. And his defense yeah, has played big. really well. But of course, your boy Jadavian Clowney wasn't out there. <laughs> not my boy. But uh, yeah, but Clowney wasn't out there. Jedrick Wills wasn't out there. Jarvis Landry wasn't out there. I mean, Denzel Ward leaves the game for a period. Like at, at some point, and again, trust me, if you're a Chargers fan, you don't want to hear about any other team's injuries. You say, hey, look, we've dealt with this for two years. It's about time it went in our favor for a change. And Mike Williams continues to look amazing. I love what Joe targets. Lombardi. 16 Joe Lombardi's targets. done amazing things with him. I mean, which by the way, this is this is going to be the interesting topic because we spent so much time. And obviously he's hurt right now, so we're not talking about him. But we spent so much time saying, oh, what's Mike Thomas going to be like without Drew Brees? Maybe what's Mike Thomas going to be without Joe Lombardi? And Mike the car- like the, the, these kind of things, the way they've schemed him up. I know Carmichael's there. I know Peyton's really calling. The- I know all of that, those things. But 
Uh, I love the way that they are he using He was Michael Tyrell Williams. Williams his whole career. Three targets. He catched two. Yes. He had 100 yards. But that, he, 16 that's exactly targets. What it, see, that's exactly what it was because they lost Tyrell Williams and went, well, we'll just make Mike play that role instead of being what this was. And, yeah, and I love the way overall pick who's a stud and now he's not healthy. You yes. said it before the season. If he's healthy, I want to see what they do with him. 16 yeah. targets is unbelievable. I mean, he goes for eight for 165 and two touchdowns. Keenan Allen with another solid day. Eckler is a stud and they still don't use him that much. I mean, I guess they're, they don't want to like break him down being little pocket mighty mouth that he is, but they got weapons, man. But it all goes back to my dude, 26 of 43, 398, four touchdowns, ran one in. And it just looks effortless. Shane. Like Herbert is playing a level people in his face. Doesn't matter. Like he's delivering the ball. He is a stud. Yeah, he is right now. And by the way, we're, I'm looking, so just a little peek behind the curtain. We, we were filming this during the weather delay. Uh, so we're going to be, so we're still in the early in the second half here. I just watched Pat. Uh, we have a, some weird scenarios here. We'll talk about toward the end of the show. We have uh, Clyde Edwards, Alaire getting carried off the field. And then we also have Patrick Mahomes tip pass pick six. Uh, I was about so to say, this they is, just had the ball. Was that a pick six? Yeah, here we go. Uh, it is. So, but uh, this live contact, he goes to throw. I'm trying to see who, ah, uh, it's Tyreek Hill hits Tyreek Hill right in the hands. It just goes straight up in the air and Two drops. it's Micah Hyde that takes it back. So uh, this will be really interesting there. We'll see. We'll, we'll, I'll be recapping that game at the very end, but uh, it is a fascinating slate uh, of games here in the AFC. We just talked about Patrick Mahomes and that one was not on him, but this Kansas city team as a whole right now does not look like the Kansas city team from a little bit ago. And I, I know I got laughed at uh, in our TDNT meeting when I said there's reason to be legitimately concerned about the Chiefs right now, and I got laughed at. Well, we'll see if they're laughing. And then, at then the people that laughed at you that work for this network ought to be fired because they're not very good at their job if they didn't listen to us say this offensive line that the media can go suck them off and say that they're great because they retooled the whole thing. That doesn't mean they retooled it in a proper way. They're not very good. Yep. He's still I know running. My eyes tell me. He's running. My eyes are telling me. They still don't have a number two. It's not your boy Joe. Josh, you're not your boy Gordon that you tell. It's not going to be Josh Gordon. It's never going to be Josh Gordon. Gordon. Like they don't. It's all the stuff that we said we warned you about is now come to fruition. And Patrick Mahomes isn't playing. He's still playing great, but he's not playing as phenomenal as he's played the last couple of years. And they can't overcome the defense. And if Edwards Alaire is yeah. going to miss time and having no running game, uh, I don't know. I'll be concerned. We'll see how this game ends up finishing out. But either way, some of those issues are going. To, even if they come back and win, they're still going to have some of these issues. Uh, the Chicago Bears and the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, th- to me, the takeaway here from this game was uh, Khalil Herbert looks really good in his extended action, the rookie running back. Damian Williams, solid. We know what he's going to be. I-, I preached him on the show before, 64 yards and touchdown. Uh, Khalil Herbert looks really good. And right now, the rest of this Bears offense is not fantasy relevant because Justin Fields is throwing the ball. Justin 18, yeah, he's not like running. He- and they're throwing 18, 19 times a game. I hope he like- stays healthy enough. Then two weeks when they play the Bucs, he's still out there, not Andy Dalton, because Andy Dalton is by far the better quarterback for this team right now. He came in for one play, third and seven, boom, first down. Like, I get that Justin Fields are running around. It's fun to watch. And if you're a Bears fan, you know the history of the worst sucking quarterback position ever. But, like, he's not playing that good, man. No, he's like, not. Their offensive line's terrible. Go run the <laughs> ball. Offensive line is, yeah. It's, it's awful. They're running the ball really well. And that's something, by the way, now that Bill Lazor's calling plays again, something that they did very, very well toward the back part of last Can season. Can we touch on that, Jamie? Like, I get that his record's pretty good, but you hired Nagy as an offensive head coach play caller, and he has fired himself two years in a row, and the guy that took over is significantly better immediately. Yes. In one week's yes. game plan. Like, yes. Because it's the same game plan that worked last year. He shouldn't have taken away from this offseason. Other than the crazy ass McCaskey family and the Bears, like what what is going on in this front office? It's, it's unbelievable. It, it's so odd. But look, this this is why I, I understand there's ego involved. I understand all this, and I understand if you're Matt Nagy and your job's on the line that you trust you more than anybody else, and you want to take that risk. But this offense was so much better last year when Bill Lazor was calling the plays. I don't know why they didn't just start the year like that. So we'll see, but it's also really good news for David Montgomery when he does come back, that if Bill Lazor's still calling plays, that's when you saw RB1 David Montgomery last year, was yep. that run there. Uh, on the and Raiders side of things. Picking up, Cleo Herbert, you mentioned about Virginia Tech. I yeah. love mentioning him on the offseason stuff. Didn't know where he was going to end up. I love this. Damian Williams had some injuries coming in this game, wasn't 100% healthy. If he happens to miss any time, you still got f- probably four more weeks without, without uh, Montgomery yeah. coming back. Herbert is a viable option for you, I think. I mean, they're running the ball good. He looks damn good doing it. It's as crazy bad as the running back position has been for everybody's fantasy team, or hit or miss. I think he's a good option to keep an eye on. 
Yeah, he's a dynamic player, and it's a very good sign that the coaching staff was this comfortable giving him this much workload Indeed right away. That's a great sign for him. Raiders side, it was pretty bad across the board. Uh, Jacobs gets in the end zone, so he had an okay game. Uh, Renfro, I'm going to be right about my bold prediction of Renfro being the, the highest scoring Raiders receiver in fantasy because nobody, uh, nobody else is any good. Uh, and very quietly, Dar- Darren Waller has not been good since the opening week in terms of fantasy. Like, he's still a great talent. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but, but they don't even not- use him. Eight, they had eight targets, yeah. but a couple of them were garbage targets. He has four catches for 40, what, 45 yards? Yeah, four for 45. Like, how do you go from looking that explosive for three weeks? Did they quit on Gruden? Because this team, they went from looking really good and great on offense to absolute dog shit in two weeks. They were awful. Yeah, the Bears aren't any good. No. The, all of a and sudden, the Bears, the Bears defense defense coordinator getting terrible. all this love. They're not any good. The Raiders yeah, the Bears just, is terrible. Like, it, 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 I don't know. what. And again, the Raiders weren't home, like indoors. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Look, I, I know it's easy given the stuff that came out this week about the emails and all the other stuff to say that, that this team has quit on Gruden. I don't know if that's the case. I just know this team has been wildly inconsistent in the Gruden era when they have some really high highs and some really low lows, and you never know when they're going to come. But they look and, like they and, put it together. Three weeks in a row, you're 3-0. They and oh, did. You look good. Derek Carr's leading yeah, the NFL they, passing. Yeah, usually they don't choke until the back six weeks of the season. Like, this yeah. is a little early for this. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, this is – it's like every time – this is why I always hesitate with this team. Because every time you start to try to buy in just a little bit on them, they punch you in the teeth. And that is really what this felt like this game. Is Canyon Drake droppable? Oh, yeah. He's – He's nothing. I didn't understand why they signed him in the first place. And now that I see they're just using him as like Jalen Rashard, and they spent all this money to basically get Jalen Rashard light when you still have Jalen Rashard. He's just hurt. Like, what are they doing? Right. I I don't Another guy that I would say is potentially tradable, but they're not even putting him on the field. Who the hell's trading that contract? Yeah. No. Like, what are you showcasing him? Like, I, I, I don't know. It's very strange. San Francisco 49ers and Arizona Cardinals in a game that did not have much offense and then across the board. Uh, Trey Lance ran a ball, ran the ball around a lot, 16 carries in this game, but looked very, very much like a rookie uh, in this. And uh, is a long way to go as a passer in this game. So in that case, you didn't really have a ton of fantasy relevancy. Three for 58 for Debo Samuel. Uh, you know, Juice Jack to, to save his day. Yeah, saved his day a little bit, but you know, you know, Elijah Mitchell comes back, but doesn't get a lot of work. And shout out to our boy Hype Train for uh, Trey Sermon's one carry yeah. for seven yards. Yeah, because he's not good. Uh, on the Cardinal side, not a lot of greatness there. I mean, Rondell Moore had some some really shining moments. Dude, he in this looks game. unbelievable. He, he looks on the like Tyree Kill. Amazing. He he, he looks faster than everybody else on the field, but does it laterally and vertically. Like it's impressive. He stays healthy. The big thing for the Cardinals, my big takeaway today was they lose the center Hudson on how long he's yeah. out and they, they lose Max Williams. I've said that they're pretty good and they got to win games while they're healthy because they cannot, they're them more than anybody else cannot sustain injuries, especially on the defensive side. The defense is playing really good. Yeah. And they came in today without their top two corners. They have, uh, which they is have already a running game other than Kyler doing Kyler crazy stuff or, or Rondell Moore reverses and all that. There's yeah, no actual just- running game at all. No, and especially even though Edmonds has looked good the last couple of weeks, he was hurt. There was clearly not 100% in this game. They didn't want to use him much. James Conner's not a thing. Like, I, I like him in the terms of like he's got a high probability of getting in the, in the end zone each week. So you like that at he's just it basically, I look at James Conner like Damian Harris light. Like, he's going to get in the end zone frequently enough that you're going to care, but he's nothing special. And he hasn't yeah. been anything special since that first season replacing Le'Veon Bell. Hopkins gets more involved in this game, six for 87 and a touchdown. And Kyler missed, I, Kyler missed him on a throw I could have made in the end zone. He also uh, hit him so on one. That's, that's the same non-sustainable stuff that he's rolling left and he points and he throws a lame yeah. duck that's underthrown for like 30 yards. Like he keeps getting these crazy plays that I say is not sustainable, but we're in week five and he keeps doing it. But yeah, he missed him on the touchdown you're talking about was. It, it was. I mean, Nuke, Nuke normally catches that anyway. Like hit him in the hands, but it was god awful low throw behind him just like with no pressure no just threw a duck that was an interesting game the Niners are banged up again but that defense is pretty good yeah it is and we'll see what uh what happens there two and three now there are a couple three games back in that division so we'll see what ends up happening with the Niners going forward uh the Giants and the Cowboys in a game that was just filled with injuries particularly on the Giants side they lose Daniel Jones they lose Kenny Galladay they lose Saquon Barkley they already didn't have Sterling Shepard and Andrew Thomas and and Darius Slayton and 
Uh, I guess th- there are two big takeaways here. Uh, the first one is hello, Kadarius Tony, who got Good. a 13 targets, caught 10 for 189, surpassing uh, Odo Beckham's rookie record with the Giants there for most receiving yards. Another human joystick type player, man. Get the ball in his friggin' so hands. good. He he makes moves that just don't that don't compute in my head. Like he now does, let me ask he you this: special. Are you too young? If I thought Eric Metcalf, I'm aware, but I, I can't fully appreciate it. He was this running back, slot receiver, kick returner, but he had this like he would jump cut like diagonally, not like the jump cut yeah. running back horizontally. That I that this dude just does like there's nobody else has really ever done it, but he would do it like two times in a row, and people would just go flying past and miss. He like backpedals. Like he he's playing like freaking Madden, but in the NFL as a rookie, he looks yeah. phenomenal. Like they got to keep him on the field. Sterling Shepard comes back. I think it's going to eat into his time a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. And look for Tony. He had a catch two weeks ago where he is going. The ball is thrown behind him. He is catching, and the second he just kind of has to leave his feet to catch it a little bit. He lands on the ground and immediately instantly jukes and goes the complete opposite direction to get around. Like it was only like a seven yard game, but it was one of the most ridiculous plays I had seen. Uh, and he not knowing really for great special. hands, he's making some ridiculous catches. Like him coming he out is. of the he had some drops and like the hands aren't that natural, but he looks phenomenal. He's a hell of an athlete. And look, that depth chart now is so banged up. Like, I don't know. He's, he's going to be wide receiver one there next week. He's absolutely needs to be a top waiver wire. Pick up Barkley, this week. We told you so. Yeah, as does Devontae Booker. That uh, that ankle and that low low ankle sprain for for Barkley, he's going to miss multiple weeks with that. That looked bad. That's talking about swelling up right away. You saw all the pictures of him. Looked like he had a tennis ball in his ankle uh, yeah. about two minutes after it happened. Is what it is. Uh, it's a fortunate play too. Just it, it's a it's a nothing play. Like he just r- runs into his own guy, and it, it's a weird freak accident. But you know, this again will be the third consecutive year he's going to miss multiple games with a leg injury. Just just be aware of that. On the Dallas side, Dak continues to look really good in this game. Zeke and Pollard both look awesome. Uh, Dalton Schultz is a thing. Like, he's yeah, a top five tight end in fantasy. I don't know how he cannot be. It's eight targets in this game to lead all Cowboys. Catches six of them for 79 yards. Cooper and Lamb get in the end zone. It's just a really solid day. Trevon Diggs gets another pick. Like, this was just a really solid day for all the Cowboys superstars. They ran it 39 times for 201 yards. It's like three weeks in a row where Dak's not thrown it more than 25, 30 times. Gets over 300 today, had a really nice day. Dude, they're running it good. Like, that's it's scary because they're going to run it that good with those weapons. Amari Cooper saves his day with a touchdown. He's been a little, like, CD Yeah, Lamb he's still banged up. Targets, he's, I mean, but. he's also got some, he's also playing with cracked ribs. Like, so yeah. that's the other thing, too, that we got to keep in mind that, like, I don't know how much, I mean, I'm sure they're shooting him up before the game, but, like, I don't know what his mobility range is, some of these other things. He's, Cause he came in and out of that game a couple of times. He didn't miss many plays, but like he would come one play and come back in and type of a thing where you could see he looked uncomfortable, particularly late in that game. This, I mean, if they're going to run it that many times, it's the best one, two punch in football. Yes. I and mean, they're still without their right tackle. Lyle Collins is still on a suspension. So like that, that offensive line is going to get a boost when he comes back. They look good. Dallas and what Dan Quinn's done with that defense. I didn't think I'd use those words in a sentence. I, yeah. It's been damn impressive. With Travion Diggs. It, it absolutely has. Is a huge reason why he's a shutdown corner over there. That helps. Six picks so far for him this season. Looks absolutely phenomenal. And by all accounts, uh, just an awesome person too. So you like to see yeah. good, good dudes succeed. And he is having a Michael Parsons a playing his ass off all over the place. Yeah. Like all over. They play yeah. him everywhere. Remind you of, again, we wasn't at the, I always look back at the beginning of like the draft process. And when I say the beginning, I mean more like around the Super Bowl time. Yeah. Where like he was the undisputed top five pick. Maybe it was a guy that was in the conversation to be the first non-QB off the board. And then yeah. I know there were other extenuating circumstances that happened with his past at Penn State and all these other stuff. But from a pure talent perspective, this was a guy we were talking about as the best non-quarterback in the draft, yeah. in, a, in a great quarterback draft, and maybe the best overall player in the draft, period. And he looks every bit like it right now. That's a hell of a draft for them. Yes, Just it is. those two guys alone. Like, yes. That's impressive. Absolutely it is. So – uh, they've hit these last couple of years. You know, they've after missing a lot of those first rounders, you hit on CD Lamb a couple of years ago, you hit on Trayvon Diggs in the second round. Um, so what Lamb and Diggs was the were the two picks last year in the first two rounds, Micah Parsons this year. So you know what? They've uh, they've done they've done okay for themselves uh, on that front, and it's really, really helping them. And we are back and by we, I mean me. Jake had to log off. It is the end of Sunday night football, and the Buffalo Bills with a commanding 38 to 20 victory. Josh Allen was Mr. Do everything in this game. Four total touchdowns, three through the air, one on the ground, led the Bills in rushing with 61 yards and a touchdown, 315 and three through the air. 
we saw another big game from Dawson Knox, three for 117 in a touchdown. Um, on the Buffalo side of things, look, Knox is legit. Like, you got to look at him now in the same way we talked about uh, Dalton Schultz earlier as a top five fantasy tight end until further notice. Uh, he continues to put up totals each and every week. He looks like a completely different player than he was last year. And look, he leads the Bills in receiving in this game. Diggs, two for 69. He's still kind of yet to kind of get out of the blocks. Uh, he hasn't been as good as you would have hoped for. Zach Moss has another solid game here, three for 55 through the air, 11 for 37 on the ground. This continues to be fantasy relevant, as does Emmanuel Sanders with three catches, 454 yards, and two touchdowns. But on the Kansas City side of things, Mahomes has a decent fantasy day. 273, two, two picks through the air, leads the Chiefs with 61 yards on the ground. But the big news for them will be the knee injury to Clyde Edwards, a layer that we alluded to earlier. And to see if, well, how long it looks like he's going to be out did not look good in this game. A surprising big game from Mecole Harmon, nine catches on his 12 targets for 77 yards. Tyree kills seven for 63. Travis Kelsey gets in the end zone, but leaves late after a hit to the head in the fourth quarter. But really all eyes on this Kansas City Chiefs team now on can you bounce back? You now have a losing record, last place in your division, and now you might be without your starting running back, and you're having some turnover issues, and your defense is still a problem, and your offensive line is still a problem. So, yes, the Chiefs should be worried right now about their status. They're still probably, I mean, they're the Chiefs. They're still going to make the playoffs, but the goal for this team is not to make the playoffs. The goal for this team is not just to get somewhere. It's to win the Super Bowl, period, end of story. And if we're talking about this team winning the Super Bowl this year as the expectation and the bar they need to reach, they should absolutely be worried. Well, that is it for the show. We will be back on Tuesday to break down waiver wire, my week six rankings. We got bye weeks next week, another London game. We're going to be right back into it. So we'll be back on Tuesday morning for all that. I'll be joined again by Chris and Jake. You can follow the show at TDN Fantasy on Twitter. You follow Jake at Jake B. Arians on Twitter. And you can follow myself at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. Good luck if you need any help on Monday Night Football. I hopefully you get the points that you need, whether it's from Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, Michael Pittman, any of the guys, Jonathan Taylor, any of the players that are playing when the Colts and the Ravens meet on Monday Night Football. Hopefully you get a win this week. And remember, bye weeks are coming. Week six, Atlanta, the Jets, the Saints, and the 49ers will all be off next week. So start planning accordingly. We will be back on Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.